I am a sales coach and trainer, so I work with clients to help them convert their leads into paying clients without wasting all this time, right? That's the one thing that is so valuable to us. Mm. And so before I was an entrepreneur and a coach, I used to work in the fine jewelry industry um, and for over a decade. So I have a lot of experience with teaching a team and um, also teaching onboarding as well. So yeah, a little bit about me. And I'm from Seattle. <laughs> where it's 10 a.m., which I'm jealous of because I wish I could scrape some of that precious time back myself. But, wow. yeah, fantastic. Well, <laughs> thanks for jumping on. We had um, we had a chat, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, resonated quite well with each other, and I, I wanted to get you on and just talk about um, a nice, a really interesting phrase that you dropped during our call, yeah. um, clienteling. Um, before we get into the into the session and, and the talk, could you just give a bit more context as to what clienteling is? Because I would uh, I would love to hear it again, but also think it would be valuable for everyone listening. Yes. So having worked in the fine jewelry industry, everyone understood what this term clienteling meant. And I came to realize being on the online space that it's actually a, a brick and mortar retail term. But think of it this way. The word clienteling has the word client in there, right? And so you're dealing with your clientele. And so it's literally like the art of building relationships with your, your clients, right? Which is something that we all understand that we need to do is build relationships, be genuine, authentic, right? So it's yeah. just putting a word to that action, basically. And so okay. you use clienteling, right? To follow up, to keep in touch, to help you get future sales. So would you say clienteling only applies to current clients or is it just the art of following up as a whole? So, no, I think that it could, I mean, it could be a potential client, it could be an existing one, it could be a past one, but it's all about the act of building a relationship with someone, right? So mm. the steps to follow up, the steps to nurture, how, how you get people to come back, how you get people to rave about you and how you get that repeat business, right? Bro, bro, okay lovely so what we were going to talk about was obviously how to win repeat business but i guess there may be elements of uh, of clienteling that we <laughs> that don't apply to that necessarily it isn't that's always necessarily repeat business so um where where do you want to start what what's where do you think the the customer journey starts and let's apply your fine jewelry knowledge right so you work in in store Right. Yes. So I yep. was in, in person with sales and now I'm obviously online. So I'm not selling fine jewelry anymore, but um, clienteling can definitely apply to repeat business. It's, it is how you get people to come back. So we can definitely keep that conversation there. Um, but hopefully I can share some other information too that is helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. Real. Okay. So let's just say rather than you bringing people in, let's just say yeah. someone has walked into the jewelry store and they are browsing how do you first and foremost liken that to the online journey then i guess i love that question yes so um followers coming in to check out what you do right like they are they are following you they're commenting they're engaging with your posts they want to know like who you are they're they're checking out what you offer they're wanting to get to know you maybe they're going to your website so it's the same thing as someone coming in your store right and now you have to know how to talk to them to encourage in like that for their interest right so mm -hmm. nice. it's generating the leads but now you need to know how to communicate and close it right okay okay so let's use instagram as an example yeah obviously um instagram's what the storefront you reckon i like this analogy we'll keep building on yeah, this yeah. <laughs> so 
think of Instagram as your storefront, right? So you had asked me, when do I feel the sales process starts, right? So think of it like it starts at Instagram, right? Before you even know that they exist. When mm. they know that you exist and they're checking you out. So maybe they found your profile. They're looking at your content. And the second you know that they exist is when they follow you. And they come in to check out what you're doing or they engage with your content, right? Yeah, bro. Bro, so they've moved from the window shopping like, mm, yep. who is who is this person? Um, exactly. you, they see all the sparkly things, which is obviously the, the content or maybe the bio, um, right. the, the flashier elements of the profile. Now they're following, they're in through the door. Um, and relating it back to, I'm going to say reality, Instagram is reality. Relating it back to an in-store brick and mortar experience. How would you typically go over and, and start to lead a conversation in, in a fine jewelry sales retail environment? Right. So I love the connection to fine jewelry, but of course my experience goes beyond just that too, I should say. But, you know, I think the, the next part is the greeting, like your first impression, like how are you engaging with them? How are you talking to them? Right. Um, so I think we overcomplicate that a lot. We often think, okay, mm. someone's me they must want to buy immediately i'm going to send them a message and pitch them immediately but it's imagine like walking into a store and someone saying hey welcome in everything's 30 percent off right now let me know if you need anything like does that actually pique your interest probably not right but what if you walk into the store and someone says hey i'm rachel it's so nice you're here like what are we shopping for today it completely changes the vibe of that interaction. So if we're talking about Instagram, think about how are you reaching out to people? How are you saying hello? And literally keep it simple. You can say, hi, I'm Rachel. It's so nice to meet you. Like, welcome to the community, right? It, don't overcomplicate it. And that goes into pitching, of course, and, and how <laughs> you start asking for the sale. But it's really no different, right? And I think that we often forget what it's like to be a consumer, right? When we're mm -hmm. in this position. I find that a lot. Yeah, some of the DMs that I I get um, clearly don't. They just aren't aren't thinking about it from the other person's point of view at all. And it's all right, you know. I, I appreciate people being straight to the point, but there is an element of embedding right. an, an initial conversation before you, you know put it into that environment. Again, you would not just walk up to someone so like before saying hello. It would be a case of, do you want to buy this? Or right. can, can, can we go in the back and, and do a consulting session right or, right. or whatever it is and that's right. the equivalent of these bad dms so i think that for me is is the first stage of of, of anything you know what once you once that they're in the store or they're they're in the instagram um community whatever whichever way we're looking at it any sort of sales process once there is a small level of interest there first impressions especially in the DMs, face-to-face, -face, right. whatever it is, really, really matter. Because right. I've, I've blocked people just from a, yeah. a bad DM. It's simple right. as that. They, they might have been the, the, the best coach in, in the world or provide the best service ever. So you have to be very, very careful. Um, and then you're, you're leading there with a question if, if we relate it to the jewellery um jewelry store side of things again a few people saying they like that analogy so we'll try and keep it running yeah. it might we might be reaching a little bit in uh on occasion but um you'll yeah. you'll then say introducing yourself straight away nice smile on your face you know there's no sales um anything like that it's it's a case of opening conversation but also being a bit directional with it right right and you know i i will say sometimes it is good to have that real world like
helpful, right? Because it, you understand the parallels between the two because online really isn't that different. So I'm happy to hear that everyone is loving that. So thank you for that feedback. Um, you know, I think, yes. Yeah, so, you know, someone walks in, that first impression matters, right? That That's the sales skill is learning how to communicate, right? That's not something marketing can teach you. And mm -hmm. so I often that they're, you know, misunderstood, but that's also another conversation. So, you know, you have to know, like, I like to lead with questions, non-business conversation. You have to understand why someone is there. And I think that's the same as lead gen, is we often generate these leads and then it goes nowhere. Like, just because a lead is generated does not mean that they are going to be a paying client. You still have to put in that work to qualify them, to learn about them, to find out how you're going to help them and get them through that sales process, that sales journey, right? And so, like you said, an excellent way of doing that is that first impression. So introducing yourself, non-business conversation, leading with a question before you even bring up what you do, right? Mm. And actually, okay, let's relate this to clienteling for a second. So clienteling is this, you have to put in this effort to get to know people and just like a friend or a romantic partner or anything like that, you're going to learn information about them and you're going to remember it. Like you're going to know things like what they love and what they hate and, and their birthdays and like hobbies and all that. And a lot of that can be found while you're having that conversation initially with someone through the questions that you ask. And so if you're doing this on the online space, like take note of what people are telling you, literally take note, write it down. Or type mm. it up on your computer, right? Like, have a place tells you your birthday, put it on your calendar, right? It's so uniquely different. It really is. It helps you helps you stand out when you remember things. I think I, I've been in that habit since I've been in B two B sales, which has started over the phone. I would always make That's notes of kids' names, kids' birthdays, dogs, anything, just to spark a conversation the next time round because that yep. will separate you from the other person who's in the DMs or on the phone or in the store who doesn't mention something. Yeah. So it That's really, really helps you stand out. Yeah. It's a fabulous networking tip too. If you ask people about them, you're in. Most people don't talk about others. They talk about themselves. So if you can remember details like a pet, like you said, or anything that they've told you and you bring it up in your next conversation, you're in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was I going to say then? I went off on a bit of a tangent and I've forgotten my next question. So, yeah, the relationship side of things is is very, very key, isn't it? Um, especially if we're looking at a returning customer, let's relate this to Instagram, a, return, a returning follower. Um, if you're able to make sure that you've, you've let them express themselves in the DMs and, and maybe things have gone away and they're coming back, for example, or you post a piece of content that resonates with them, if you've made that good first impression, they will not hesitate to get back in touch because there's been some uh, synergy, let's call it, in the DMs. People are, <laughs> people are obviously happy when you make them feel good. That's what this first step is all about. Um, but I also find when you're doing that non-business related talk at the start of most conversations, which is the way I go, because if you don't, if you don't get on at that top level mm -hmm. of conversation, you're probably not going to get on at the bottom of the funnel conversation either are you so that's why you know it's, it is quite important um, and I often find when you're having that first part of conversation with people you actually pull out you can pull out really really valuable not relationship information business-based information as right. well right agree yes yeah I think when you don't make it about you and you just ask questions that 
like be curious, right? You can learn a lot about people. People will tell you everything you need to know. You'll know exactly what's going on in their situation, where they spend their time, what interests them and how you're going to help them. But you'll never know if you don't just take a moment. And I think that's the hard thing about sales is that we want immediate results. I mean, we live in that type of culture. We want things now. And the thing with sales, especially for long-term success, is it does take a little time. It does take a little nurturing. It does take time to ask questions, right? So, and oh no, it's freezing. I don't know if you can hear me or if that's you or me. I've got okay. you, yeah. Yeah, okay, I've got you. Good. Nothing, nothing froze on mine. Um, okay, hopefully okay. it wasn't. Hopefully it's all right now. Yeah, was, there was that quote uh, by Dale Carnegie: "Talk to someone about themselves, and they'll listen for hours." I love that quote. So good, so good because it's true. You know, if, if you can position yourself as the person that's um, that's happy to listen um, and gives a, a, an air of comfort, I suppose that person will be happy to talk to you and divulge more information. And the more information you're armed with on a personal level, the easier it is to sort of integrate that into a business conversation, which I guess is, is the next stage. So what sort of information are you trying to, let's, let's stick to Instagram for now and, and yeah. miss, miss the jewelry for a second. What sort of information are you trying to find out when you're looking at it from a, from a coach point of view and you, you've had a conversation with someone, it seems like you're, Sorry. Got you. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah, got you. Okay, so sorry. That's um, all right. Don't worry. Okay, so I think I heard most of that. What you were asking is like, what kind of information am I trying to gather when I'm on Instagram, right? Yeah. So you've had that initial conversation, icebreaky. You, you know, there's there's a certain shared mutual vibe, let's say, in the in the room or in the virtual message, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, how, in fact, before that, how do you transition? from that non-business talk to business talk? Right, okay, so there's a few questions there. So let me do my best to answer that. And if I miss something, just remind me. But um, so first of all, when I'm collecting information, the kind of things I look for is how do they, like what do they call themselves? Because your name is one of the most important things about you. And when you use mm -hmm. someone's name, you're instantly more likely to trust them, right? Like think about when you go to like a really VIP like a hotel or a bank or something like that, they always refer to you by name. So that's a little sales like, like hack there, right? So find out how they spell their name, find out how they what they call themselves and use it often. And I like to find out where they're from because that's a really great way to connect and find a common interest. And I like to find out what interests them. Like what do they do for fun when they're not running their business, right? Or maybe they like love running their business. Like that's a hobby, right? Like that's a good thing. Um, mm. But find common interest with them humanizes you and also makes you more relatable. It makes you more trustworthy, right? Especially when we're talking about building trust in the DMs, right? Um, I like to find out through conversation as well, what are some important dates to them? Maybe they have like a birthday coming up, maybe their anniversary. And then whenever I get a date, the first thing I do is I go put on my calendar. Like I said, I literally put on my calendar and I'm like, it's this person's birthday. So I make sure that I get notified that day and that I can personally reach out to them. It's so uncommon. I don't ever have that happen to me. I don't know if it ever happens to you, Chris, but um, it, people don't Very rarely. Very rarely. Right. And, you know, it doesn't take you much to send a message, especially if you're already sending messages to say happy birthday. Like, it's so cool to be thought of, right? And seen and remembered. And so, like I said, we just, we don't celebrate enough. And, or maybe they told me they just went on a vacation. Well, that doesn't really apply to me. 
it's a great way to help you follow up later, especially when you're building your relationships. So maybe they, they just went to Hawaii or something. And so you can take a note of that. Like they just went to Hawaii with their family and they were really excited to go. And it helps you with conversation when following up later. Um, so details like that can be really important. And I think that we forget about that. We often focus on like, if they like demographics, right? Like, you know, are they yeah, married? Do they fit in a box or, yeah. Right. But what's going to differentiate you in the sales process and in clientele, going back to that, is getting deeper and finding out the things that make them human and make them different and then celebrating that with them. Or maybe like, okay, so if we're talking about Instagram, maybe they're about to launch something. Take note of that. And then when they do launch, celebrate it with them. Get really excited, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. many reasons you can reach back out through clientele and taking notes, right? Um, and maybe I'm so old school and I will tell you, I ran a couple million dollar store and I kept a black book. I hand wrote all my notes out and my clients and their dates and what they were buying. Like I'm probably so old school because everyone uses technology, right? And there's so many wonderful CR, CRM programs, but um, there's so many ways that you can take notes that you have to find what works for you. And like I said, maybe it's a CRM program, maybe it's a client book, maybe it's Excel, like but find out a way that works. And I promise it's a game changer when you start taking notes. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Every call I have, whether it be through my day job or through mm -hmm. my morning and night job, whatever this is, I guess, side hustle, I hate that term, um, constantly taking notes, constantly. Um, how, how do you transition that information into the next stage, which is, I guess, qualification on our right. end and... I guess there has to be a level of interest. You have to unearth some form of interest, pain point, struggle, challenge, aspiration, whatever it is. How do you go about doing that typically? Right. So, okay, you've initiated a conversation in the DM. You're getting to know them. You're taking notes, right? And you're learning about them. So maybe now it's time for you to sell, right? You have this new program coming out that you're really excited about. Um, you can use that knowledge that you've gathered about them and make that message more personal so you can say hey in the past you had shared with me x y and z well i'm about to launch this thing it made me think of you because you had mentioned this like you would be perfect and like how often do we actually get messages from people saying you would love this for this reason usually it's a copy and paste message right like yeah. my, like right and so you can use that to help you sell your product later. Or like I said, you can use that to follow up with a lead to keep warming them up for potential later, like wishing them happy birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great show. So do you, do you not, rather than just jumping straight into something like, hey, I think this will work for you, are you not trying to transition that personal talk into business talk first? Or do you just use that? Do you use that <laughs> the, those points that they've made personally as, as ammo, almost? Ammo. I try to use it. I think ammo personalization might be a bit is really a word, but <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, no, I that, you know, it depends on the person. If they've obviously come to you immediately and they want to talk business right away, like you're not going to be like, okay, wait a second, I have to find out all the about you before I can even like bring up business, right? Like you have to read the situation, right? Like you're going to get to business faster. But if you have someone that maybe isn't talking about business right away or wants to get to know you, 
you're probably going to have to invest a little bit more time in establishing some more trust. And the more that they tell you, the more that you can use it later to now start pivoting the conversation. And so you may ask some qualifying questions and before you get to that point too, to get that information out of them. I hope that makes sense, but it does, uh, make, it does make sense because yeah. as a lot of the time there isn't a clear break, break point or transition area. It just goes naturally, which is obviously an indication that, the first part of the conversation's gone well, right? But if right. I think if you can be you can be clever about these things, you know, if we just tie, you know, I, I only tend to work with people in certain industry, uh, sorry, certain locations and industries, but certain locations. So that is that's almost a, a double. It ticks both boxes in terms of it's a it's an icebreaker question, it's that kind, you know, a warm up question, a get to know you question, but it's also very very important on the qualification side of things because. I can't can't necessarily service you, help you, work with you if you are based or aren't based. Sorry, in my preferred right. location. Right. I mean, that is the beauty of online is that we can really meet people where they're at, literally anywhere in the world. But we also have to be realistic about that too. I completely understand. Um, but I'm curious. Now I'm going to flip it on you. Go you ahead. Know, also, a sales coach. I mean, what is your take on that? Like, how do you what, how do you start transitioning to business talk? Um, generally it tends to tends to come naturally and I think certainly on Instagram and having the word sales in my handle I think people pro are probably expecting some form of business conversation mm -hmm. either that or they've seen a funny reel that I've done which is a jokey one and they're just not expecting it at all um, so yeah there's, there's definitely an, an element of, of warming up and you know it's, it's not just them finding out about you it's just you finding out about them and to make sure that you could actually help them otherwise the conversation is not necessarily pointless because i do believe everyone can help everyone but in terms of it turning into a business conversation it's not always going to go that way so i really really like to find out those questions qualify qualifying questions in as personal format as possible before even speaking about business and if i've done that right um usually i will try to wait for that person to bring mm -hmm. up business or insta or online or marketing or content or something and i'll use that as the pivot point rather than sticking something in myself however if there's not that right. not that you know opportunity for that for that to happen i would probably have a look you know this i guess this is a bit of a tip because this is certainly how i started doing it in the beginning um is look at that person's profile look at that person's content and try and find something about them that you can give feedback on if it's negative obviously keep it nice keep it constructive um right. but i would never really say that you should go down that down that route i would always find something that they are trying to do or something that they've done well and then ask them about it and again, that can form sort of those icebreaker conversations, but um, or part of an icebreaker conversation. But will pull it will seem that way, but it will pull out an immediate business need, want, challenge, question, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So you'll be able to then use whatever that is to oh well, let me ask you a bit more about this, and then you you know you jump into your qualification. You know everyone's everyone's qualification is slightly different, but you're looking. You're clearly looking at for me where they're based you know are they in the right industry um some yeah. people have a, a gender preference in terms of who they serve i don't but some people might um and obviously you're looking for an opportunity or a need and then budget 
ultimately um it's, it's got to come down to but those aren't always the type of question you can just ask straight off the bat even in the business part of a conversation right you need to then warm that person up even further and gain their trust you can't just go okay how much money are you making each month and how much budget have you got please right if, as you much know, as you'd love to <laughs> right, right right but you you can ask that i firmly believe it but oh yeah i do of... but not early on Right. You have to establish a little bit of trust. And so, and, and like you're human, right? Um, but you made a really good point about checking out their profile. It's actually something I do too, because it's a great way to find a common interest with them too. It's the same as in-person sales. It's take, it's making an observation. And so a lot of people will compliment it. I never encourage you to compliment, like you said, if it's not genuine, because everyone always knows when it's not, but it's making some kind of observation and then finding a common interest out of it. Right. So exactly what you said. Maybe they, you notice that they love to travel and they've been somewhere that you've been. You can reach out about that and be like, Hey, so you just went here. It's one of my favorite places. Or maybe there's a topic that you don't know anything about. And so you can ask them about it and it kind of position, it makes the conversation about them. Right. Yeah. Which is a yeah. good thing. Exactly. Exactly. And then I guess the next stage is, you know, if, if you can pull out a requirement of some description, you're then able to start to transition. Well, for me, it would be to a call. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any products to sort of push that people can buy. You know, it's, it's, it has to be a conversation first to make sure. Um, so then it's a case of, oh, if you think you can help them, letting them know that. Um, hopefully, if they've done that, you know, the minute people speak to each other in the DMs, usually they've looked at the profile of the person they're speaking to anyway, right? They don't just right. always, I, I guess, I don't know, I certainly do, but there will be people out there who just, dm everyone maybe um so yeah that's that's one one way of um trying to move the journey or move the conversation along and then the real qualification for me would happen in calendly um and based on people's answers i would then know you know are they are they dying to work with me um are they not so serious and you can you can tell by the quality of information that people type not only to generic questions like yes i've got budget i want to start now um, I'm based here, it's the open text questions. Do people give a lot of detail or are they just skimming through? And you'll find out the people that take more time to go through that sort of more robust part of the qualification process, I find, are genuinely more interested. But on the flip side, a lot of the people that fill out that uh, that part of the form don't always have to, have to tend to have massive budget essentially um they're, de they're just desperate to work with you so again you have, you have to weigh up this form in the in the back end once you get the email through saying someone's booked just to have a look and, and see if that conversation is, is worth taking and if you're at the start of your journey i would highly recommend jumping on every single conversation and not disqualifying anyone because you'll get right. a lot of experience from those initial sales calls right i agree and you know especially if someone's taking the time to want to work with you like it take care of them. oh no <laughs> i know that <laughs> happens too um but you know you're there to serve your community and you're there to get to know them and sometimes we don't even know what we really want until we start helping people and so i think you make a really good point there as well um but since we've been talking about clienteling and we've been talking about repeat business right i we're you know to be, weren't we? yeah. <laughs> yes you know just to kind of <coughs> of this back right it's if that first impression sets you up for the rest of it, right? And and how they feel about you. Like you had mentioned earlier, you want people to feel good. You want them to have a positive reaction to you. And so 
by not pitching immediately, by asking some questions and qualifying <clears throat> them in the DM, by taking notes, you're showing investment in them, right? Which isn't common. Like I, gosh, if a store ever reached out to me and said, happy birthday, like, my gosh, I'd be a customer for life, right? So yeah. that first question sets them up for the, how the rest of the experience goes, if they're willing to listen to you. And then if they work with you, how that experience is. And so then when they're done, they want to come back with you again because it's so positive, right? And, you know, it, it's, I keep saying it, it's just like a friendship or a romantic one again, right? Like you continue to see them because you're getting to know them because you're invested in them and who they are as people and you're remembering those details about them. And so it's, it's so uncommon. Like why would you not go back to someone or a place that took the time to get to know you? Like, that's, that's what makes Nordstrom so important. Like, I love Nordstrom. It's probably the Seattle in me. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nordstrom before. I've never, no. I was going to go <laughs> along and just pretend I knew what it was, but I don't. <laughs> so if you don't know what Nordstrom is, they are literally known for their customer service and client experience. And they oh. are a fashion retailer. They're huge. And they're based out of Seattle. But, I mean, they're all over the U.S. N and is it Nord Nordstrom? Yes, Nordstrom. Yeah, I actually think I have heard of them. Now you say they're a fashion brand. Yes. So they're amazing for a case study if you want to know more about sales and repeat business. But the, it's just about knowing the people who come in and taking the time to reach out to them. Like one of their things is they always thank you cards. And that's something that I always preach. Like send people thank you cards, send them birthday cards, like make it personal. But you can't know how to do that if you're not taking notes and getting to know people. And so repeat business really like is about experience, right? It really is. And so, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling about repeat business, but that that's clienteling. The art of clienteling is like, how do you deliver on a good experience and build a relationship to get them to want to come back? And so, like I said, one of the big tips is taking notes, reaching out, following up, keeping it personal, right? And and doing the unexpected things like sending a handwritten thank you card or like like literally for anything. Like I could... You know, I love to send when I go live, the person I go live with, like a thank you card, like thank you for taking the time to go live with me, right? Or it could be thank you so much for downloading my freebie or thank you for signing up for my program or like, thank you for hiring me. Like, I'm so excited that I got the opportunity. Like, so that's, that's claim telling in a nutshell is like, how can you really make the experience that much more amazing to want them to come back? Yeah, if that I makes think sense. What, what you've highlighted there is, is additional touch points basically mm. that other people or other coaches whatever it may be businesses aren't capitalizing on because not only are you making them feel good subconsciously you will also be top of, or front of mind which is essential because even though someone might not be ready to buy right now or might not might not be ready to buy again right now if they, right. if, when they're ready to buy, who are they going to think of? Not only the person they've seen most recently, but also the person that's actually made them feel good about themselves, actually didn't push anything in the DMs and was just quite nice. The one with the content that uh, actually resonates with them. And lo and behold, the, you, you may not even, if we're talk, taking it to a, a coaching, high ticket coaching scenario, you as the coach might not even get another message from them. They might just book straight in or buy something without that that's happened to me quite a few times without pushing yeah. anything not even really being too businessy someone will just go and book in after a nice dm exchange so i think what we're really we're really honed in on here is the fact that you you don't need to mm. sell in order to sell 
which sounds really, really, really silly. But if you are if you are just personable, you remember the small things, take notes, which you were saying, Rachel, I think is a, is a great piece of advice. Um, and really get to know that person. Obviously, it's harder in the DMs. It's only a short space of time. You can't take two days out of your life to spend researching and questioning every single person you DM with. But just paying that little bit of extra attention is, is going gonna, is gonna to impact and help you in the long run or the medium term. Right. And I think you'll know through conversation who you're going to be talking to more like you don't have to keep reviving a conversation that's going nowhere right but there there will be some people that want to chat more with you and mm. you know like you never know when someone's ready to say yes so don't underestimate it that is one thing i often see is that when someone's not ready to buy immediately we kind of give up and we stop chatting to them but maybe they're just not in place but if you take the time to continue to know them maybe you reach out because it's their birthday coming up or something right like they're going to remember you. And when they're ready, they're going to think of you. Trust me. And if they're not, then they might know someone else that can benefit. That's that's the power of it, right? Like the networking. And the yeah, referral. definitely. So never and when you do... People. Sorry. <laughs> no, never uh, give up. And when you do take that little bit of extra... Not care or notes. I'm trying to think of the word. Little, that extra bit of interest... As we say, it turns into ammo, but it also gives you genuine reasons to follow up if that person was a good fit and hasn't progressed. You know, yeah. instead of having to just write chasing up on this or have you thought about joining the program anymore? It said it, you have a genuine reason or three or five reasons to actually reach out to that person that isn't fake and uh, if or isn't too straight to the point. So another great reason um, that using these clienteling techniques that can really, really pay off. Um, I apologize. I have got another call in 10 minutes, so I am going to have to jump off. But I really want to say thank you so much for jumping on. That's opened up a whole new that thought stream in my head about about um, just how you can use the, the start of the conversation mm -hmm. to help in the later, later part of the conversation or even the... the closing part of the conversation right oh i love that well thank you so much for having me and it was a true pleasure and thank you for everyone for contributing your comments and everything we definitely both appreciate you and um yeah you know reach out anytime if anyone has any questions at all my dms are always open <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say that <laughs> they definitely <laughs> i love meeting new people and networking so uh, definitely come say hello introduce yourself and um, you know, thank you again for having me. I, I really appreciate it.